Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, and I have Ileana, Jenny Lee, and James Rink. We're going to talk remote viewing, secret space program stuff, and, you know, just kind of like whatever comes up. Everyone's will introduce themselves a little bit and then uh, we'll talk about, you know, whatever we want to talk about. And then we'll kind of like, you know, keep the round table going that way. All right, Ileana, you want to start it? Hi, I'm Ileana, the Star Traveler, and website is Messages from a Star Traveler, Sick Arts and Healing. And uh, you can contact me through Seeking the Truth in Reality at gmail.com email. I'm a healer, I'm a psychic remote viewer. So today I'm going to discuss a bit about the art ships because I've been doing some remote viewing. And what I found out, there's these huge covenant Voyager ships that look like space stations with many domed cities on them and levels. And one of them is under Israel. And this is where the original arcs of the covenant came from. And it has technology to make food. It has technology to communicate with other extraterrestrial beings. There's also staffs in there that can move oceans literally apart from each other because it has an electrical magnetic frequency. As well, there's another device in there that can, it uses sound frequency, it can topple cities, it can bring down cities. So these are some of the ancient relics in the Arcs of the Covenant. There's four of them. These almost like space station-like Covenant Voyager ships, they're from the ancient cedar races or the ancient builder races. So they've been here for millions of years. As well, there's some in Antarctica, the Pleiadians, Andromedans, and the Atlanteans had built. So there's huge two facilities, shipbuilding facilities in Antarctica, beside the Atlantean outposts that still have these arc ships there. They're functional and they have beacon signals that could be activated. So eventually we'll be told about this stuff that it's here on earth and human scientists will be able to study it. There's also other types of arc ships that travel out in space and many people live on them. They study on them. They explore planets. They explore soul ascension. Some of them are half the size of a planet or a moon. So I've seen about 12 of these arc ships. Some of them are on Venus. Some of them are on Earth, Moon, Mars. So they're everywhere in our solar system. And some of them have been activated as the cedar races are coming back. So this is what I was remote viewing. And they come in different shapes and sizes. Some of them are elongated. Some have domed cities where there's parks, oceans, lakes. There's even kind of like sun systems that are created. So it simulates day and night. So they have realities on these space colony ships that simulate planetary life when you're in these domed environments. So it's quite advanced technology. So this is what I've I've been doing the remote viewing on. And I had actually been going to the secret space program because that's part of it. Ayuamuya, the one that was discovered by the Hawaiian telescope, that's an arc ship that seeds life on other planets, and it had beings and stasis on it. I actually went on a mission with planetary corporations to see it, and it has so many levels on it, and their world engines are malfunctioning. That, that's why it seems like it's sailing so fast, because one set of engines is not working correctly, and it's an old, very old arc ship, so it's not fully functional or maintained anymore. 
but the stasis beings are still alive in it because they're they're programmed to go to a certain planet to repopulate a new planet. So it's on a trajectory course, and it'll be a couple hundred more years until they arrive where they're going. So it's quite interesting to see that. And there's a guy named Avi Leo, who's an astrophysicist, who's actually saying that this is a space probe because they couldn't decide whether it was a comet, an asteroid, or something else. It's not off-gassing anything. It has a lot of metals and rocks covering it to mask it. The fact that it's a huge arch ship and it has that elongated cigar shape. So not all of these arc ships are in saucer shape. Some of them are elongated and long. So it's, it's quite interesting to see all this information. And I've seen in other people's psychic readings, them living on arc ships 12,000 years ago and working on soul evolution. And they lived for almost 3,000 to 2,000 years. So that's long lifespans that some of these Andromedan six-dimensional beings have. So this is what, what I've been working on and having a look at. Wow, that's quite phenomenal. That answers a lot of questions that I've had because I see at some point, maybe in a couple of years or so after you know we have this shift that's happening, we break free from the control systems that we have right now. But I, I've seen you know groups that are coming in and start to populate and help out and do all kinds of crazy stuff. So that answers a lot of questions. So I've seen the same one you're talking about in Venus. I've seen that because I'm in, you know kind of involved with them. So that's that's fascinating, fascinating work. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. And Jenny Lee, what do you have for us today? So, you know, everybody, you know, in January, they kind of want to know what's going on for the year. And I've been working on the weather for what's going on. And I think we're going to have some uncomfortable situations that we have to deal with, you know, especially in California, you know, and then a little bit of Arizona where there's going to be some sinkhole situations there and up by the border. There's some going to be some caverns that are going to be caved into. So they're just showing me. And then up by New York, there's going to be some ice storms. And then actually in Florida, you know, I made sure. And they're like, it's not hurricanes. It's this wind and rain that's coming in. So all around us, we're going to have to deal with some different weather. You know, and is it some of it's man-made? Some of it is. And some of it is natural. And then they're showing uh, Louisiana. We got some issues going down there again. That's going to be some flooding areas too. So there's a lot of things happening in our atmosphere. And, you know, we have to look at it. A lot of this isn't natural. You know that you've seen the, you know, these tornadoes they had, that was not a natural phenomenon, but what's going on. And so you have to look at what's changing energy wise in our atmosphere. People are thinking this is just a normal storm. It's not. Things are changing for a reason. So I would definitely say that you got to kind of prepare for what's coming weather-wise. You know, and this does feel like this spring, a lot of this stuff is going to happen. Yeah, I've seen some of that too. I was, I was predicting that uh, massive storms, winter storms this year, have already hit, you know, California and some of the West Coast. And I think now we're going to get some that are going to come through, hit the East Coast, the mid midsection of the uh, country and even come all the way down into Florida like you're talking about. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Very good remote view. Nice. Good job. Thanks. James, what you got? Yeah. So what I did look into is a little bit about the Enochian seals. I'll discuss about that a little bit later. What I want to go into right now is about the whole ascension process, more specifically about the photon belt through remote viewing sessions with my friend Oksana and I. We were looking into um, what the timeline is showing in the future, and something um, really big was showing up around summer of this year, 
and we were possibly thinking some kind of CME event, a coronal mass ejection or, or something that would raise the consciousness of the planet through the photon belt. But I think more specifically, we're already in this energy field and it's just growing bigger and bigger and stronger. And it's only going to keep increasing even going into the future, but it really starts building up by 2024. So, so think of it as cracks in the system and like a chicken coming out of an egg, a new chick. So when this higher dimensional frequency energy comes in, what it's going to do, it's actually going to reset the AI that's controlling our matrix. So basically that is, in fact, of course, that was part of the black goo process, but AI was allowed to essentially, it was allowed to take over this particular reality as an experiment. So that experiment is going to be coming to an end, or at least in this sector of the universe, when this photon belt comes through and everything gets reset. There are certain groups trying to stop this particular high dimensional energy coming in. And that's what we were looking into uh, the Starlink. Because I know there's some people in the truth disclosure community that are promoting Starlink as our savior. And if, for those of you who don't know, Starlink is a internet uh, satellite system being set up headed by Elon Musk. But what we were actually looking at this Starlink, it is a, a dead technology. It's garbage because it's being used for evil purposes. The satellites are going to try to block this higher dimensional energy coming in. And it's not going to be successful because uh, essentially, the t- I mean, the technology is so obsolete. Yeah, so people have access to information. All they got to do is raise their consciousness. And uh, that's essentially what the photon, this higher in- dimensional energy is going to do. And these light frequencies are carrying information that is about to bombard us on how to expand this consciousness. And Starlink is acting like a mirror to repel it. But Elon Musk is also trying to introduce the idea of transporting people to Mars. They are already moving all the planetary corporations from Mars and replacing them with new planetary corporations. They think Earth is overpopulated and hard to control. So they they think they're going to just go over to Mars. Sending people to Mars is just a new experiment to see if they can reduce the population. I don't really necessarily think that's going to be a success because there's already people on Mars right now. It's already being claimed by other groups. Actually, I want to ask Ileana, what do you think about Elon Musk and Mars and what's the outcome of all that? Well, what I'm picking up is we know we already have these bases with the domed structures that he's planning to build. We have those bases and those colonies already. So the infrastructure has been there since the 1980s. That's already established. So I think if they want to brand this as a completely new experience for people, right, then they have to build the bases where there's no infrastructure at all that these corporate groups haven't claimed because Planetary Corp has 11 bases that I know of that I've been on in, in, on Mars. And there's two large colonies that I know of and many other SSB groups have their own bases and the reptilians, they have their bases on Mars, their original human colonists of Mars have their underground cities. So it's already heavily populated. There's millions There's of that, people. The, the antoid races as yeah. well as the uh, the olive skin. I think those are the, the humans on Mars that you're referring to. Yeah, they look like Native Americans. So there's a lot of populations already on Mars and it's already occupied much of the land. So they, if Elon Musk wants to promote this as a new experience, like come live on Mars, here's our basis, it has to be on the opposite side of where their corporations have built their facilities. So it has to look brand new, like it's never been explored before. And they can't let these people go to the populated areas that have been on Mars for there for a long time, because obviously then you know this is not a new experience being sold to you. This is like 
hey, there's people there already. And as they start to explore Mars, they'd find that out. So this has to be done in a really careful way if he wants to brand it as a new experience or unless they want to divulge to us that there's a whole infrastructure on Mars and that these corporations have run it for the longest time. And now, hey, it's time for Earth to have a piece of the pie as well. So it could go either way. They could pull two stunts. Either they market it as a new experience and they create the basis where there's no populations at all and allot the land to Elon Musk to do that. Or they say, hey, we have some infrastructure already in place. It's time for you to know about it. Here you go. Here's your elopement on these basis colonies. Go for it, Elon. Build it out more. So it could be 50-50 split, I think, in the future by 2030 and higher in those date ranges where all of this stuff is going to happen. Because Elon's spaceship, several of them have landed successfully. Some have crashed and exploded. So it's like, this is old rocket technology. He's marketing it as brand new, but it could land and be reused, but it's old rocket tech. It's We have TR-10s that can deliver people by the thousands to Mars in 10 minutes or less. And the jump rooms as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jump rooms as well on the bases and the colonies. So we have the tech to take humans to Mars, and it's not going to take almost eight to six months just to get there. And it's not perilous basis on there. We have the basis, so it's not a perilous lifestyle. You do have to get genetic modification with the plasma therapies and other biological drug serums to adjust you to the harsh climate on Mars, but you can live on Mars. There's also those parasitic spiders, the giant ones that uh, could easily override their colonies they want to set up. Yeah, there's a lot of big critters on Mars and there's some reptilians. So it's a harsh environment, but it's been colonized already and they're even trying to terraform certain parts of it with forests and stuff not depending on the biodome so much. So there's some terraformation, but just imagine living in a desert-like place that's really hot or cold most of the time with a lot of sandstorms and and a lot of radiation storms. So it's a harsh environment, but you can live there. It's doable, it's already been done. So it's not a new concept to try it. Everything is there already. It's just whether they're gonna disclose this and use it for Elon as that, or they're gonna make it a brand new experience and Take the spaces on Mars that haven't been fully colonized yet and let him build their, his bases there where people can go to populate. So it's either or. It's interesting what the toss-up will be for this advertisement to get people to go there. So Elon Musk is what I would consider a controlled disclosure timeline. Is part of that process. Oh, he is. Yeah, he knows that we have infrastructure on Mars and he knows there's SSP programs as well. And there's something happening in the community, interestingly, as well, that Jenny and I have been observing, where some people are saying that all SSP experiencers have implanted memories and that we have Trojan horse programming controlling us. So this has been happening and many people are making videos about it. And they're saying that we're not on the up and up, we're not legit, but we are legit because we've had hypnosis done, we've had memory retrieval done, we know our experiences. Sometimes there's implanted memories, yes, sometimes there's simulated memories of training and simulators, but we actually do have real experiences and we're not all... And real trauma as a result of those experiences. I mean, yeah. I, I do a PTSD. I can't fall asleep at night because of it. I get needle marks and cut marks all the time, injections from as ongoing experimentations. 
Yeah, and also there's been a person saying that we have Trojan horse programming ruling us and that we do bad things. We don't do bad things. We don't come here to conquer and divide these communities. We just come here to share our experiences and share what's happened to us. So other people are given awareness of what exists out there in space. We're not doing this to make money. We're not doing this to scare people. We're not trying to conquer and divide any communities. If people are aware of the programming, that yes, there is programming. The high guard does break people down and put them back together. There is such a program in the SSP, but not everybody is broken where they do bad things with nasty programming running in their head. That's not all of us. That's not the major sum of us. If we are aware of the programming, we work on it to stop it and not let it infiltrate us. We're human beings just like everybody else. We're not spreading disinformation. We're actually trying to tell people the truth of what's happened to us. And the trauma is real. The pain is real. Some of these people's bodies are broken when they come back and they have medical issues and emotional PTSD and other things. So this is not a joke. This is a reality that we face. And we're trying to just bring awareness to it, what exists out there. This is not sci-fi entertainment. This is a reality that we've lived So, Michael, James, do you guys want to comment on this stuff? Yeah, from my perspective, you know, what you're saying, Liliana, is true. You know, there's there's trauma that goes along with some of this stuff. As you're awakening to it, you don't want to experience it because you know it's like it's going to be traumatic. There's uh, experiences, you know, where I have memories of having been killed and then brought back and all kind of crazy stuff. And James, you know, I think a lot of us have had these experiences. Going through that, it basically unlocks stuff, though. I've had very beautiful experiences. I I remember many trips to uh, Venus working with uh, the people in Venus, that's been uh, beautiful experiences. And I think that what we're talking about, as Earth awakens, then some of these extraterrestrial, positive extraterrestrial forms will finally unveil themselves. So I think a lot of them are already amongst us and have been doing a really good job and doing good things. So we need to you know, be ready for that to a certain extent. Now, as we move forward, what I see is all the underground bases are the ones that haven't been destroyed are going to be turned over to our use. We'll actually get to explore them, you know, visit them and see the amazing technologies that's in some of these bases. And there's actual civilizations in them as well. So we'll, uh, we'll link with them. And the ARC ships that you're talking about, Ileana, will start to come in. People will actually get to go visit those. I've seen that in the future. That's a lot of stuff that's, you know, coming. They're flying you know. orbital platforms as well. Exactly. Cities, exactly. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Jenny uh, Lee? What are your thoughts on all this? Well, the thing is, is I think man's conscience has had to change. And they're, we're taking small steps because they know that people aren't awake. And I think when I see these platforms of these ships, I mean, these ships are not a little flying saucer anymore. That's like 70, yeah. 80 years ago. These are like big plantations of gardens and they're massive. And so when I remote view them, I'm seeing I have to remote view these in sections because they're in layers. You know, if I had to describe it, it almost looks like a mall the way I'm seeing the layers, you know, and how big and everything is self-contained in these ships and how things are, you know, and I have a different view on Leon Musk because I go in through energy and I get a good energy off him. I always have. And he's a person that does things his way and he's not going to change the way he does things. And so he sees his view of getting something done. And I'm just Everybody's asking me about him, and I think he's on an agenda that he needs to get to, and I don't think he's working for the bad side. I think he's a good soul. So in that perception, it's waking up man, because even right now, I mean, we have to look at it. You don't even have Americans awake enough to even accept 
that aliens look completely different. You know what I'm saying? They're still trying to make them look like they're humans. They're not. You know that. We know that. They don't look like that at all. They have different skin, different texture, all of this stuff. And so I'm really thinking that we're going to have a problem with the conscience level of humans. They need to start working on that now because they can't wait till the very end to work with that concept of the conscience state. And so though there's a time that was like, well, slowly let it out. I think it's really at the point is we need to rip off the bandage and just do it and just start to reveal some of the stuff because it's not going to do any good prolonging the whole situation. So I think there's a lot of things that are more advanced out in space. They're going to be shocked how advanced it is. And then it's going to look back and go, we have been getting screwed forever because we could have had this technology on earth and we were slaved down to that conscience of the matrix. So now the Band-Aid needs to be ripped off and we need to just say, hey, we're done. Open the doors, period. So that's the way I feel about it. So I do like Elon Musk. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Elon because I kind of like look at you know some of what other people say, like James and, and so forth. And I think that he's like plays both sides. And I, but I think uh, overall he's going to do good in the future. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. And in the last show that we did uh, last month, I mentioned that Elon Musk is trying to work for more positivity now, even though he was taken over in the past, he's trying to fight that, meaning that he signed a contract with the cabal to be an mouthpiece, but he is trying to, yeah, resist that. Gotcha. Yep. And for those folks that are saying, believing all this stuff that others are saying that they're getting 2 million views, um, rehashing a video that is where this guy infiltrated our communities during a hypnosis session and said that he was this and that. Then he came out and said it wasn't true. And he hoaxed the whole thing just to say that we're a cult and we're a conspiracy theory. This SSP community is that we're not a cult. We're not a conspiracy theory. There's a lot of evidence that these SSPs exist. There's a lot of evidence. NASA covers up images when UFOs fly by the International Space Station, they cover up relics of ships and different bases on pictures, on Google Mars, Google Earth pictures. They cover up a lot what's happening in Antarctica. So there's a lot of cover-up and evidence is being hidden. That's been done since the 1930s. It's not a new concept, and these people are like praising these guys who are reposting these videos and saying, oh my gosh, they're, they're all conspiracy theorists wearing tinfoil hats. No, we're not. We are no such thing. And when this reality hits that, hey, the SSPs are here and they've been here for a long time, these people are going to be for quite in a shock. The ones that don't believe any of it, what we're talking about, they're going to be in shock when reality hits them. And they learn that this is actually real and been here for the longest time. So for those people that are in denial and that polarity, you can believe whatever you want. It still doesn't change the facts that these things are real and exist. And a lot of us are being fooled. I mean, the government's been fooling us, planetary corporations. I mean, the whole situation here is to, to educate people, to help bring up planetary consciousness. And sometimes it may take sacrifice and sometimes it just takes patience. But the ultimate goal here is to share people the truth. They want to reject it. That's their choice. I mean, I've, I've interviewed 300 people over the last 14 odd years or so. All these experiencers uh, can't necessarily validate all of them, but some, you know, there is clearly something going on here. You can't just discredit everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's just a low conscious thinking to hide uh, the from your own fears of what's possibly that you're you're wrong. You know, until we accept that that there is other life forms out there and realities, and certainly, uh, in my opinion, that there is a secret space program. But that's where I was actually tied in earlier with the date of summer of 2022. There seems to be some kind of big event that's going to trigger everything to change over. Of course, SSP disclosure, but more specifically, the financial system. And then once that begins as a catalyst to change, it will begin. uh, New technologies are going to start rolling out and the whole matrix that we know is going to eventually fade away. And then people are going to stop eventually believing the media and the government is just they're going to discredit themselves by choosing the wrong side of history and this whole movement is just going to continue to grow and all those other people that are rejecting it are going to fall away to the wayside yeah so those of us those people that are making these two million views videos saying ssb's conspiracy theory it's tinfoil hats it's crazy 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 it's not crazy it's something that is already soft disclosure it's already coming out and it's going to come out even more Right now it's drip, drip, but hey, evidence is evidence and we're not fabricating anything. We don't spend hours obsessing, creating false stories or thinking of creative ways to defraud people. We don't make millions, 40K off of any of this. He also drew a bunch of fake artwork of of some of the experiences. There you go. Why spend 43 days making up ridiculous stories? It's low vibration, what was done, and people are just repeating that person's story now, saying, using it against us. But we're not going to leave. We're not going to back down. We're still going to share our experiences. We're still going to do the research. We're here to stay. So these people, just do your own stuff and don't ridicule others because it's, it's not good vibrationally to do that. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, a lot of people are suffering. I just had a friend that, you know, got pulled into a hospital system because they've been exposing a lot of stuff. And so we have to be very careful, you know, going forward because they're really coming after a lot of people any way they can find dirt on people and call up FBI on people and all kind of crazy stuff. So being in the disclosure community and trying to drip this stuff out so that people can wake up to this stuff comes with cost. Sometimes I just had a friend looks like she's been put in a, a health situation where she can't escape. Her family can't get her out. She can't get out. And that's in uh, one of these deep blue states. So you have to be very careful. If you're revealing information that they find is compromising their, their thing, like I did when I was in the CIA, if you inadvertently reveal something that's very sensitive to them that they don't want to have disclosed, like all of us have had, you know, shows, you know, taken down. James, I know you're getting shows taken down now. And you're, I just lost two this past yeah. week. Yeah. Now, so super soldier talk is on another band until April. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's nothing. At least I'm, I still have my freedoms. I know people that are like being taken away, literally taken away and put away and they can't get out. They can't escape. So it's, it comes at a price. So be that what it meant, what it is, you know, we, we're still going to continue to you know reveal as we can, but we do it in a very systematic, you know, way that, you know, we can keep ourselves in our friends safe, but still get information out there. What I see coming up is, uh, massive event in the next month or so that is going to be catastrophic to the point where it really freaks everybody out. And then once the the truth gets revealed, then this deep state basically gets uh, taken down. That's, that's what I've seen, what a lot of other people have seen. What are your guys thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to tell you, so I've been telling everybody for two years now, they're going to isolate these democratic cities. They're going to push the enemy into the cities 
So if you comply to taking their shots, you have all the booster people. This is a good military way to filter out the people and pluck them out of the cities the way they need to. So you're seeing one persona, but I'm seeing the fact that this is a way to push them in the city areas. If you want to push the enemy into the city areas and then start plucking them out. So they're, they're thinking they're safe in the city areas. They're not, this is, it's all surrounded. You're going to see democratic cities. It's those cities that are going to be the problem. But just like you saw the White House where they start building walls around it, that's the same thing that's going to happen. I believe there's a reason behind it. It looks like they're building a wall around the, the fountain. What are your thoughts on that? I think they are, but I also think they're taking stuff underneath that has never been revealed up to the top, and they do not want the public to see that too. So it's not just you know bodies they had to recover, but they also had to move artifacts out underneath that was up there for evidence and everything else too. People don't think about what's underneath there. You know, like we said, the, the gases, the chambers they have down there, all that stuff is evidence too. So there's a lot of stuff in a lot of areas. They are not gonna want the public to see that because they can't. You gotta understand we are at three levels of understanding in this world. You have the lower frequency is not open. They are asleep and they are refusing to wake up. And Spirit told me, the, the lower level is not going to get it. They're, they're not interested. So you're going to have ones that have been waking up and are waking up to the situation and are trying. And then you have the ones that we've been here forever doing this and knowing what's going to happen. So that lower frequency, they are going to have to do something with them. They're going to isolate them. And I think some of the situation with the Walmart compounds are not for what you think they are for. I was sort of looking into 2025 and 2030 and then an article, like I was looking that this whole jab on thing, the jabs, the mandates, the segregate, conquer, divide, it's going to be over by 2025. And then suddenly I found an article. It's like when you look at something, the vibration comes in. And suddenly I find this article where a person is doing surveys. They're looking at historical information that unless all this stuff stops soon, we might have a civil war in the States where certain states just say no more, we're separating from the Democrats. We're just, we're taking our states and we're, we're gonna separate and this is not gonna be one country anymore. Not when, it's gonna be different little countries moving forward beyond 2025 and 2030. So the whole system, the whole government is gonna fall apart because I of this conquer and divide. Ileana, so looking at that particular timeline would have required a Jabiru uh, mandate within the United States, since that didn't happen. And of course, you know, the Supreme Court recently ruled against it, except for healthcare workers. I don't think we're going to see a CW here in the U.S., but I do feel like something big is like Michael Jacobs going to said, I'm seeing it closer to summertime, but I guess time will tell here. Well, and the fact that sociologists are even writing these articles, they're like, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. You push the people too far, and the people revolt, and they cause civil wars. And then I looked up when the uh, United States Civil War was. That was a five-year thing where the states fought for freedom. And we all know it's, it's, it's a shadow government, New World Order. All of this is done doing this with the bioweapon, the massive virus the jabs, all these mandates. I mean, they're pushing mandates. The Supreme Court upheld the justice that, yeah, big businesses are, don't have to get this, but 
healthcare workers and mental hospitals and old age facilities, everybody, the workers have to be jabbed, the people have to be jabbed. So some of it, 50% of it was upheld, what the Dems are doing. So again, you push people too far and you can get civil war at any moment. It's a possibility. So the, the cabal has to retreat and the cabal has to rethink their disgusting plans for us because none of this is working. We're fighting back. The fact that these articles are being written in polls, that's to show the polarity of all this garbage that we're not going to stand for it. And we're, we're, we're not going to just submit and be microchipped. What's next? Microchipping us to track us? what we eat, where we go, because that's the, that's that was the all trans- part of the passport. They yeah. To tie that in. Yeah. yeah. Transhumanism. Yeah. They want to. And then and eventually social credit score too. So people like mm-hmm. us, we share information. We wouldn't even be able to, well. Yeah. We'd be like talking. zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, they'll know our medical information would be surveilled. We'd be trapped. It's like being implanted all over again in planetary corporations. They had me implanted. I had four implants. They could see the video and audio of all I was doing. They could tap into that anytime they want because all of that information was being transferred into their databases anyways. I could shut off the implant at certain times for privacy's sake, but I couldn't, when I was working in the labs, I couldn't shut it off. It was monitoring everything that I was doing in those labs. So they want to do the same to us now Every normal person, they want a microchip so they know when you go shopping, who you see, what you buy, what you eat, how much you spend, what you do in privacy. So this is all an agenda. That's the you know 30-year plan that they were planning for us. But now there's articles being written about it. People are like, what's this garbage? We're not submitting to that. So this is actually in mainstream news. Fox News is talking about it. All the major lead news sources, like, hey, you push people too far, they might do civil war. So I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to get to that point. But if the cabal get too uppity in their ways and they push us, people will push back and say, no, thank you. No more. We don't want to be restricted to the point where we're stuck at home all the time. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jacob. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential, and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogmen. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up, and I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated led, trained, and provided inspiration 
and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel. And now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. Are you familiar with uh, the Draco's plans to depopulate the planet by 2025? Yeah, I'm familiar so, with that. So essentially, that's what this whole agenda is. The Cabal made agreement with them to go along with that in exchange for them being uh, removed from the planet to safety. So it was supposed to be put in place by October, mandatory vaccinations. That never happened. So now the plans have totally failed. They're going to have a huge problem right now. <laughs> the, not only the Draco are going to come after them and the White Hats. Well, I mean, there's still a problem in Canada. We have vaccine passports. You can't go to the restaurant. You can't go anywhere in public to the theater. You can't leave the country. And it's in the United States, too. You have to be jabbed to travel. And Quebec, they want to put a tax in place. If you're unvaccinated, you're going to be paying 30000 a year in, in taxes and penalties so that the rest of the population who made the sacrifice for us to be safe and free that we're not making anybody else sick. So there's still this divisive cabal agendas and mandates in place, and they all got to go. All of them have to go. They have to go. So I do believe something is coming, some huge event that'll sweep this all and stop this ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at the end of, uh, by the end of this year, this whole Coco thing, I don't know if this show is going on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, it's all going to be gone. By 2023, the whole topic is going to be over with. People are going to know what it was about. I don't understand how that's going to happen, but that's what, through remote viewing, we're, we're seeing. And I agree, you know, there are states that basically are separate right now. I'm in Florida, and it's pretty much a separate state right now. You know, we're completely done away with any federal mandates. In a way, that's kind of like the Civil War scenario that you're talking about. You know, there is a breakaway. There are states that are breaking away. Texas is breaking away from mandates, federal mandates as well. Although many of their major, major cities, because they've had such an influx of Californians like Austin and Houston and you know, Dallas, those big cities in Texas are, I think, somewhat compromised. Here in Florida, there we have Miami and we have uh, Tampa and St. Pete kind of compromised. But I think overall, some states are completely compromised. There's pretty much nothing left. Although there's some outlier parts of Washington state, you know, if you go to the Western or the Eastern part of uh, Washington state, it's pretty, still pretty clean. But when you go to the big cities, they're basically compromised. And that's, that's the way it is all the way up and down pretty much both coasts right now. You're seeing, you know, the ones that are compromised, uh, like we're talking about, they have to be clean. Does that happen overnight? No. The Florida situation where you have really good people that are patriots and not allowing this, these mandates to come in, we're outlier. You know, there's, there's not happening everywhere right now. What are your thoughts, Gina Lee? 
Oh, and that's true. And this is another thing, you know, people aren't going to feel comfortable about this, but I'm going to tell you. So I have been looking at this for a while. Some of the controlled cops that are working for big pharma and all that stuff too, but you understand they're control of the Masons too. Your problems is breaking down your police departments to work for the people instead of worrying about their money. And that is controlled and contained by the Masons because they're a big problem why I'm having problems getting cases done because they're just not revealing it, not investigating because they want to hide everything with trafficking. So they're a part of the problem too. So I'm telling you with these isolated cities, I'm seeing the military outside them and literally those booster vaccinated people and they're, they're pushing them towards the city. If you're seeing it, it's going. Everybody's moving into the city where the major booster vaccination people you know, I think that's purposely done on purpose because they know outside the city, they don't have no control. And so, like I said, with anything, you're going to isolate it and then contain it and then vent it out. And that's the best way to do it. Because if we just let the red states and the people of the United States, when they get mad and pissed off at the pharmaceutical companies, the banking system, the churches, all the stuff, when they find out everything you've been taught has been all lies, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to protect that, but it's going to blow up a certain way. So now I really believe that they're going to isolate them in the cities and pick them through. They have no choice with this situation. So I believe there's a game. Look at Washington. Was it Washington that they just said that you can't go anywhere and do anything? I think that's going to be your first example of the situation and see how that works. And it's going to divide the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. But I guarantee you the unvaccinated will be fine. I mean, the vaccinated are really just going to control and contain and that whole mental status of how they are. You got the Karen syndrome left and right, you know, and I think where you're seeing these outrageous people and it's part of the vaccination too. They're not putting that together. Exactly. Here in Canada, our prime minister is like, oh, you know, all the vaccinated people are angry at the ones who are not vaccinated because you're you're all the ones that are in, filling up the hospital ICU beds because they're not vaccinated. You're spreading COVID. No, we're not. There's no fact to back that up. There's no fact check to back it up. The numbers don't stack up to that. So the media is all jumping. Yes, it's, go after the ones that are not vaccinated. They're the ones that are spreading COVID. It's not true. We're not spreading anything. We're trying not to catch anything from anybody. I'd like to propose um, a topic. A vaccination, uh, since I guess, this, I'm assuming, Jacob, you're probably going to take this down right after so you don't lose your channel. But <laughs> At this point, yeah. It'll be on Rumble and uh, on my uh, private channel. But yeah. yeah. So we won't even bother to worry about censored words. But essentially, yep. U.S. Armed Forces, they start getting those boosters out because boosters are kill shots. The first round is about 70% saline. Second round, 30%. Boosters are all kill shots. And they're all going to eventually die from cancer in about three to five years, mostly cancer, not just that. But... If the armed forces get wiped out, wouldn't that make uh, the United States ripe for invasion by perhaps, say, really nefarious per- groups within, say, the CCP that are connected with the deep state? What is everybody's thoughts on that, that particular timeline or scenario? From a military point, there's enough former military that we could counter uh, the loss of uh, a lot of the military. But, you know, a lot of the military, you know, the high-tech gear that they, they have exposure to, if we lost a lot of that, that would be a problem. I don't really see... I think at some point, there's not going to be a step in of uh, ET forces to help us on this. We have to figure this out. They basically, I think, cleaned enough of the problem, the Draco and so forth, to the point where we can handle this situation. I don't think it goes that far. But what are your guys' thoughts? 
Yeah, I think we have to clean up the human cabal dissonance or, well, dystopian society, because this is what they're planning it for us. It looks like 1984, you know, that book, Orwell, the Orwellian dystopian society where you're chipped, you're monitored, you have to get the, the mind brainwashing chemical jabs. So all of this is like, because again, this pandemic is a bioweapon issue that was released on purpose. And again, it, it was, the plan was created 20 years ago. So this has been all planned when I was remote viewing it. This was planned 20 years ago. So it's been earmarked already. It was in files and papers. This was designed to come out in 2020 for a reason. Because people are awakening. It's to suppress awakening process. It's to suppress from people thinking for themselves and just following mass societal orders. That's what the whole plan was. And it's, they're like having it in stages, but you see the stages are failing because even the ones that are vaccinated are getting Omicron. <laughs> yeah, it's like we have an immune system. If we're careful, we're not going to catch it. Wash your hands, do whatever you have to do to clean your hands, do not breathe it in. It's common sanitary common sense when you have virus. That's what you do to avoid catching it. You, you stock up on your vitamins. You, you take everything that boosts your immune system to keep healthy. And you don't expose yourself to large crowds of people or malls or anything. So it's just common sense. And it's when you're when it's colder in the winter, these viruses pop up, they mushroom. And when it's spring and summer, they are dormant, more so, so that all these numbers go down. And that's typical. So it's just all overhyped up and it's to get us scared, it's to get us herded together, and it's to stop us from living our lives like normal people should. We're not gonna live in fear, we're not gonna live in paranoia. We're not going to let these brainwashing programs brainwash us into not living our lives. And, and that's not going to segregate us from people we care about and living life normally. None of this is going to conquer and divide the way they're all hoping, the human cabal. That's the elements that are left for us to clean up on this planet. It's the human cabal that are driving this with Draco ideas. But the Draco are gone. The ideas are left behind and they're like puppets implementing it. So that's what has to be cleaned up on this planet. And that's for us left to do. Even with that gone, you have to understand we're still down to reprogramming people. People are not thinking about how mental these people are going to be when all this is revealed. If you just see what they do for schools and freaking out on little things, this is big. So you're going to have a consistency of a lot of people going mental. And what do they want to do? They want to either shoot something up or there's an epidemic of once that's out their mental capability can't handle it they've been taught programmed told what to see go look on google to get the information they're so used to that they're not used to independent choices and now you're putting them in a situation they're used to being told what to do and then it's like this is all over they're gonna freak out so they better be ready for that because that's i think that is one of your biggest issues right now when that goes down yeah, it's, it's the societal brainwashing. How about we do independent thinking? How about we trust our intuition and not listen to what we're brainwashed with by the ball? Yeah, that would be ideal, but, you know, that's not part of the agenda. So people, when, they, when they're forced to actually think, are going to, like, flip out, like Eugene Lee's talking about. It's like you're going to be faced with, now you don't have anybody puppeting you, so now you got to actually think for yourself, and people don't like that. They like no. to be told what to do. They really do. Yeah. I've got a message here. This was actually part of the channel message that we're doing through the regression, but it says here, uh, there will be no war on this timeline. That's an AI timeline. This timeline is going to get reset from the, the photon energies that are coming in. By summer 2022, there'll be a new sunrise, birth of the new stars. There's something coming in from the Milky Way. 
and it's going to activate the survival of the human bodies that our souls need. Consciousness, information, and light are going to spin faster. And uh, yeah, so in that regards, it's positive, but that there's still going to be a change. And I think the people that are a part of the matrix are going to be falling away. So I do feel like, by the way, the number I was told is 55 million Americans are going to perish from this. But I got 100 million. We're up there, you know, 1.5 billion all around the world. So it's, and I'm not the only one that's seen that. A lot of other people saw it too. Yeah, we've just been psychically seeing that a lot of change is coming in. This change is going to shake up the world and literally people are going to start waking up and seeing we've been wearing rose-colored glasses and we've been fed lies and told untruths. So all that stuff is going to be unraveled and transformation is coming. Because everybody talks about 5D, going to 5D. That's a frequency you go to. The earth has to shift in that way as well. So you can go up to the frequency, but the physicality is still 3D right now. So the planet has to catch up to that frequency that people are wanting to embody to 5D. And to get into 5D, a lot of changes have to physically happen for the cleanup crews on this planet. We are the cleanup crews. So we're here to do the work to make sure this all happens and that people can go to 5D and embody 5D physically and frequency-wise. Frequency is connected to the physicality. So people are like, we're all been liberated. They're, all the baddies are gone. The human baddies are still here on the ground. And that's what has to be cleaned up. So there can't be any discrepancies here. If we were totally liberated, we would be living in perfect utopia. We are still in transitionary chaos out of the darkness and into the light. We're in transition phase. This is where we are in the transformation of going through from 3D to higher vibration. But it has to reflect the physicality of that as well. We have to see that. That's good. And uh, along those, those terms, that thinking, the consciousness, I've seen that, you know, like we're talking about some people are going to be pushed into cities and there's going to be problems there. Some of those problems, I think, are, are going to be earth change events. So we'll probably see earthquakes, massive earthquakes in some of these areas, tsunamis, volcanoes. So I think they're right there. They're very, very close. And some of them could be instigated by the dark ones that could be part of what what's coming to basically waking everybody up i don't know what it is but i see some serious timeline situations and now Gina Lee, you're you're really into that well the thing, that. they've always showed me that ships would be above california above and they would have cities above california because the ground underneath california would not be stable enough for anything after this event happens there's going to be such a big part of california but it's not going to be stable to live. You're, the ground is not going to be stable enough with that shifting and going. That's there's a reason why we have not, they haven't seen anything happen in California because they know how unstable that ground is. Once it shifts, it's done. And that's the thing about it. And so when this comes in and those people have been warned many times before and they're just saying, well, I'm going to stay here. But, you know, after that destruction, California is not going to be the same for a long time until they rebuild it and they have to restructure it. I think it's people, you know, it's a state that they love so much, but they don't understand that that's going to change and they're not accepting that. And they're living in their illusion and their delusion that this won't affect. And even like where you got Hollywood, I mean, not on my maps for California, that is a sinkhole that's gonna be gone, that area right there. So it's going to encave into the ground. Yeah, if you watch a show called La Bella, that actually they have a show about that where there's massive sinkhole opened up. There's a prehistoric world where these people fall into 
Um, I'm not sure if this is in California where it takes place, but they've played that scenario out in the show called La Bella. So it's, it's quite interesting what Jenny's talking about. And when I see the future events, I've seen these types of two mega thrust earthquakes, nine point something on the Richter scale for the Northwest and for California. And that was supposed to have happened in 2017 when the San Andreas fault would have moved. So I shifted that timeline out of existence and I shifted that out and prevented those earthquakes. But I held that off, I don't know, I sealed it off until 20 somethings. So it's been averted once already. I'm not sure if I should avert it again or not or let it happen, but I, I didn't want to see it in my immediate future. So I shifted things out of that timeline not to happen. It's supposed to have already happened, but it hasn't because its timelines have been shifted. But how long can we hold it off before nature does what nature does? So it's going to happen eventually. Again, we can tweak the timelines and hold it off for 20, 30 more years. But should we do that or not? That's the thing. How long can you hold off nature? I like to comment that California is sitting on a giant ledge in the ocean. So underneath it, there's submarines. The ocean actually goes underneath California all the way over into Albuquerque and probably even further. I wouldn't be surprised if there's giant oceans within the planet Earth. So a lot of these cavities are, might be collapsing. It, perhaps maybe they're going to do it intentionally. The cabal negative groups, Draco groups, when they leave the planet. So I did a drawing of a, a, a mudslide on California of a mountain. And not a high mountain coming down, but it was a mountain. You remember I was talking about, I think it was the 1950s, they had a mountain that's basically had an earthquake in Montana and then it slid down and it, the whole mountaintop fell on campers. And that's the way I fall. I mean, it's not going to be a slow type of situation. It's going to be fast and destructive really fast. So I saw that in Montana and I saw it in California, but California's mountains are a little bit lower, but it's only, California was more of a, a mudslide where Montana was just a topple going down again because there's so much activity in Montana and what's underneath there, it's insane right now. There's currently more activity. It's not just your mudslides and your earthquake. I mean, it's all together. This is not, you know, you look left, one thing's happening, look right, there's flooding going. It's bad. But I, I don't think we're heading in a ice age cycle. When I looked at it, I was told that's not happening for another 1,000 years on this planet. So Michael, Jenny, James, what are you guys picking up on that stuff? Well, the mudslide and that happening is sooner than you think. That's what they say. So well, like, what about the ice age? No ice yeah, age. No. A while. So you're looking at the ground here, and as these just dirt just coming down and involving into the the ground and moving up and just falling, just like you would on anything else. So I mean, and that's what they're showing. I mean, the ground is going to be unstable. That's the mm -hmm. thing. You're not going to be able to go ahead and buy a new house and put it on there because it won't last. So it's an unstable situation for several years. So mm -hmm. I lived in Montana for a while. You got to understand there's so much activity under Bozeman. I think there's even a lake or ocean, they say, underneath there. There's a lot of that. Yeah, Yellowstone areas. If you go to Yellowstone, you can tell that that earth is breathing. And when something happens out of that area, it's going to be a big situation. And with all those mountains shaking like the way they are, it's just going to be it's a downfall. So we have to be prepared for our earth to shift and change because it's not going to stay the same. And do you think this is a nap like the earth, Mother Earth is doing this, or do you think some other groups might be triggering no. it? So this is the way you look at it. You're digging so much underground. Things are getting demolished, you know, looking for stuff too. 
that can only support it for a certain amount of time. That stuff is eventually going to shift everything. You know what I'm saying? We have never dug underneath the ground the way we are now, not the way we're digging now. You know what I'm saying? And bombing things. And I'm talking about the duns and all that stuff too. So those weren't stable as it is. So now we're coming to a situation, Earth's going to shift and it's going to take the weak areas out first. Mm -hmm. And Michael, can you tell us again why the ice age isn't coming anytime soon? Because people keep asking me, everything is getting hot and cold. Like, what's the situation? I'm like, I'm not seeing an ice age. That's not what's happening. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't know why it's not coming because uh, there's lots of evidence that we're going into another mini ice age. If it gets cooler, it's not going to be catastrophic. You know, it's not going to be like, you know, massive uh, icebergs sweeping, sweeping the globe. It'll, it'll get cooler. I, I agree. It will get cooler. I think this last really hot year that we just had could be one of the last ones. And that's going to start to really start to taper off for a while. Not a massive ice age, probably just a little, a little mini one. Yeah, and because we're going into solar minimum, we're, we're right. shifting into parts of space that are warming up, that are heating up. And Is that through the photon belt? Yeah, planets are heating up. And that's been shown through studies by NASA. So there, there's studies that planets are heating up because we're moving into the photon belt at the center where we're spinning faster and it's warming up the planets. But see, different countries, different they have their own microsystems where it could be colder or it could be warmer. And this all can be adjusted so much. When I go from Vancouver to White Rock or Surrey, some places are much hotter in the summer than others and some are much colder now. It's because there is a shift of where we're moving in the center of the you know, photon belt. That's causing it too. So I don't subscribe that global warming is the problem that we're doing this because we're not doing this. This is not caused by global warming. We would have to create more emissions with cars and trucks than this. This is a thing that's happening because of where we're shifting in the galaxy too. So there's more contributing to this. Yeah, we do need to get rid of fossil fuels and we shouldn't be polluting the planet with carbon monoxide and all that stuff. But that's not good for the atmosphere. It depletes the atmosphere of oxygen, but it's not going to kill us. So there's an agenda by 2036 to get rid of all fossil fuel cars and trucks and to go all electrical. But then you have the batteries that go into the landfills from the cars. So that's not a great transitional solution. We need zero point anti-gravity and zero point technology to stop polluting this planet. Good point. That's, that's going to be some of the changeovers that are going to take place. Uh, that's going to be after 2025, I think, is what we're looking at. Money is going to be changing, but it's also going to become irrelevant soon because these new technologies are basically going to change our whole way of life to the point where we could all basically be like castles, you know, like the Lord that lived in the castle and everybody has everything. So what, what else do we need? But that transition, the more advanced technology, um, it could possibly be like 2032 the free energy and so on, but there will be slow, gradual release of technologies is what I'm, I'm thinking is probably going to be happening. Yeah. So these Enochian seals were set up as a fence, which basically somehow it's uh, keeping us here in the, this low vibrational version of planet earth and this reality was set up this fence. It was maintaining the, that whole AI situation I was talking about earlier. There's some kind of black cube next to uh, the sun, which is Stargate. Somehow this is all interacting with that, keeping us all behind like some kind of frequency fence. 
So when these seals finally open up, and I was looking at probably 2026 is when the actual date, but they'll begin in 2024, around 2026. So it acts like it's going to be like a thermometer and it's a reset that will give enough time for people who are, you know, some people to be ready, but humanity will change their frequencies and the densities of their body. We've become basically go back to what we were supposed to be a creator race. So this, the whole cycle of all, all that's opening up. Does anybody want to add anything to that? Yeah, and that's, that's what I see too. I see we're becoming more creator race as we move forward, working together. Although planet gets a little cooler, it's not an issue for us, you know, going forward. Because we'll, there'll be more people going internal in the, in the earth where it's like, you know, we control the climate completely internally. So, and also, you know, the arc ships coming in. So the planet does a little cooling cycle, no big deal. It is what it is. And I think through that cooling cycle, actually the, the O2 actually increases again. You know, because it's decreased quite a bit over the several centuries, thousand years, and so forth. The O2 increases, which is will attribute to you know healthier, longer lifespans. We'll we'll see lifespans hundreds and a thousands of years, I think, going forward. You'll check out when you get ready to check out. Otherwise, you just keep going. It is not it's not going to be an issue. There's a lot of that coming. There's going to be massive reveal, and like Jenny Lee was saying, a lot of people just aren't going to be able to handle it. But those of us that can. As we move forward, the golden age is like unbelievable. It's like, you don't want to miss this. Don't give up hope, stay focused, and it's coming. I've been talking to people about this new vibration light language. It's a frequency that comes in with sound that is communicating a language. And people are like, what is, it's when you ever had sound and then you hear a vibration of words. And people that don't understand, they think our physical bodies are communicating with our mouth and everything on the other side is by frequency, tone, and vibration. And so I'm actually, you know, how things are changing and I'm hearing it. And I'm just like, am I hearing this? And so I'm hearing it more and more. Our atmosphere here is changing. Our communication, our language is going to change. That vibration of that is coming in. And it seems you don't have, it doesn't spin an energy. You're not exhausting yourself. And that's where spirit says, you know, when you're half, you know, human and half spiritual being, you're not going through a process where you need eight hours of sleep. I mean, I probably sleep only an hour and a half. 24 hour span and that's just the mindset and the concept of the mind the way it works now i mean that's the whole thing is that vibration you're seeing people in a different light because you're in the higher vibration and you can see things that they can't even see so you're going to have those different classes of seeing lower vibration can't see anything you got the higher vibration is enjoying what they're seeing they're part of this new whole revealing of this so you might as well jump on it and enjoy it and be a part of it. Stop resisting what is always supposed to happen. Yeah. When I was remote viewing what spirit showed me as Enochian portals, these portals are connected to symbols, sigils, and keys, light keys that make up the puzzle piece. And when you bring it all together with light magic and light languages of the angels, these Enochian portals open because they're based on frequency and vibration. They're not based on physical keys. This is all energetic to travel to the higher dimensions with your mind, taking your mind and the soul spark and traveling through these Anakian portals by using positive light magic to vibrate at a higher energy frequency. And that's how it transports your mind through these portals to other realities to explore. 
And I'm supposing you can take your physical body. If you vibrate it at that frequency, you can take the physical body, not just the soul spark as well. So this is what was originally around the Enochian portals. And then there's the Enochian seals that I also talk about because you have to have the seal vibration energy connected to the portals to activate them to open, to go through to the higher dimensions. And if you don't have that magic energetic vibration, the wall of energy seals you out of that and you can't go. So it's about being in the higher vibration to facilitate that travel. Right. Exactly. Ileana, do you have any information on who actually created these Enochian seals? I would say it's the angels. It's the angels, angelics, and the seven foot dimension and higher. These seals and these portals are supposed to allow people who are at that high vibration, like Jenny and I, we've left the earth. We've been, we've talked to the council of nine. We've used these portal systems to go up. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's a seal. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, we're already seeing those everywhere and what has to be able to break them. They're all like, when are they going to be totally break? And I'm like, when are, is all this going to get done? Why would they just wait for us they've got to get these seals open but you've got to do the work this is not an app that you can push on your phone and say okay why isn't it done that's we have to get out of that situation you have to do hard work you have to put your time and effort into it and you have to evolve as a being Mm -hmm. and people are asking me well why can't i use portal systems and just leave the earth you have to vibrate at that frequency to access the portal energies that's why there's light keys there's light seals, there's Enochian portals, Enochian seals. There's so many different things that energetically create the whole puzzle piece to use these portal technologies. And if you don't vibrate at vibration, that energy fence thing keeps you in. It's supposed to stop you from going to the higher densities and vibrations. But once you figure out the frequency field around that, you can use those Enochian portals to leave the planet and go higher vibrational dimensions but you have to vibrate at those dimensions to do it and use the proper light magic the light codes because these are the languages of the angelics this is what spirit showed me so you have to vibrate at certain frequencies to access these Enochian seals and portals to work with them Liliana, do you think perhaps like dolphins whales maybe even sasquatch have access to these seals or are they doing using some other method they're using the Enochian portals not the seals per se because the seals are at a different vibration from the portals, and Jenny knows the answer. Yeah, because I live by a ley line, and it's known for having a lot of situations around that, and with, uh, you know, giants and Vikings, and everybody's connected to that ley line situation. So what I see with these Bigfoot situations, they're attracted to that ley line. So that type of vibration Part of it is that negative, but that's what they're into. And they're all trying to manifest those type of beings and make this powerful so they can have it themselves and except they can't tap into it the right way. Mm-hmm. And Spirit has showed me certain sigils that activate these Anakian portals and which sigils to connect properly to the light keys to activate it using white light magic. That's why I was even able to go beyond the 3D, 4D by activating some of this portal energy to help Jenny with a map because we were doing dimensional map of who exists in what dimensions. And Mm -hmm. and even to go into that frequency, I needed to put some of these sigils with the keys together to go to these dimensions to see where everything is energetically, to map it out. So 
this was like a three week project that I did. Then I did presentations on it and I showed it to Jenny. It was quite the process because I knew what she was remote viewing. And I was like, this is what I'm looking at and how all of these dimensions going beyond the 14th dimension and the 12th to see what's higher. And people are amazed, the council of nine, they exist on a 12th dimension and higher. Right. They're not physical beings. They're energy that can take on looking like physical beings to interact with us in some of these higher dimensions that we go to on a consciousness level. So it's like they can have meetings with the Council of Nine if they vibrate on that frequency of those beings. Like you're talking about, once we bring our consciousness and the Earth's consciousness up to a higher level, then a lot of these beings will start to materialize as well. They can't exist in this consciousness field that we have right now. So fifth dimensional, you know, we start to rise and, and to higher levels of dimensional realms. Then like dragons, the elfin, and all these other beings start to materialize again and start to come forward. On 2028 is what, what I was looking at. That sounds about right, because it's going to take a while. It's not going to happen soon. But we're moving in that direction, which is, uh, you know, part of this golden age we're talking about. So it's going to be pretty in, impressive. Not only will you get the, the space brothers and sisters coming in, but we also get these creatures that haven't been among us for a long time. Yeah, but we still have on a vibrational level, we still have access to them when we use these knock-in portals and proper white light magic and sequences. You can raise your vibration and go up through these portal systems. And it's a light language. There are light languages that you follow the frequency, you know, open up the keys and the seals and the portals. So it took me three weeks to figure out how to do it because I, I knew the ideas behind the portal systems. I just needed to energetically figure out how to access and fit them all into the proper sequences and frequencies of how these light keys and sigils fit into the Enochian portal systems and the light language. So it's like you figure out one energetic equation, then another one pops up and you, you work it until it's a whole complete puzzle piece. And then you go up in frequency to whichever dimension you dial in through these Enochian portals and you go up. I went up to talk to the Council of Nine to see what they look like, what dimension. And I went up just looking on the peripherals of these dimensions to be able to label them what they are. Didn't enter them. I just kind of hung around to see what are all these dimensions beyond the 12th. Because this mapping system, for me, when I looked at it, it's like, ah, this doesn't feel right. This needs to be changed. That needs to be changed. So it took me like four days to figure out the dimensional mapping. But I had to go up into these energies and frequencies, even hover around these dimensions to map it all out. Because if you don't experience it, how can you map it? Right. Yep. Right. Do either you two, Ileana or Jenny, offer classes on how to activate these portals? And I have one already. Yeah. I'm not going to be offering classes on that. That's, I needed to know how to do that because I work with magic and portal systems. For me, I don't want to teach this as a class. I'm going to be doing a memory retrieval course, pre-recorded online one. But this is Jenny's stuff. I was helping Jenny to work on this. This is like, I'm just part of the remote viewing project. I'm, I've always been fascinated by sigils and portals and seals because I work with white light magic, but I don't plan to teach sigils and seals just yet. That's for the future down the road. But Jenny, that's Jenny's stuff. So she's, I was yeah. just helping her on the project. Cool. Yeah, I have one. That I, of course, I teach, and this is the thing, I blind people to a point that they can't see because they need to look at the, the new view. And the new view is I, I did a writing and I did a drawing on a universal line that goes through every universe. 
And by attaching your energy to that line, you can go up to those frequencies mm -hmm. and get into those interpretation, but you have to allow your mind to be okay to see them in the vessel that they're in. So you kind of have to get them to that process. And that's what I work on. And then when they're sitting in it and they can't believe how much they're seeing because you have to reprogram to let that go. And it works really well. And they have good experiences going through it and they take in that information back and applying it here. Yeah, I've already learned how to do all those techniques. So for me, I just figure out the frequencies, the codes, the seals, the sigils, and I just go up and I do the work. And then I document it all in remote viewing or psychic readings. Because if I have a very interesting experience, I will document the results of it. But you do have to be willing to do all the work. If you're not willing to do the work, you're not going to get to the high realms. And you've had one of these people, Jenny. So it's like, yeah. and you told them, if you don't do the work, you're not going to have that experience. So it's not just sitting there thinking you can just easily do it. You have to work with the energies and the frequencies to get there. You don't snap a finger and you're there. You have right. to vibrate at the energies to get where you want to go. Right. Ileana, as we come to the end of the show, you, any last words and how can people uh, get hold of you? Yeah, so people can get a hold of me at my website, messages from a star traveler, mystic arts and healing. Uh, and my email is seeking the truth in reality at gmail.com. And I'm an energy healer. I'm a psychic remote viewer and just follow your own intuition go within to learn your truth to see what's real to just listen to yourself get attuned with the soul being that you are live your life and don't let this external stuff get in the way of your happiness beautiful and jenny lee i am a seer a remote viewer and i'm here to lead this universe into another universe and I teach classes to help people independently get into the energy that they need to get into in a very easy way, as long as you plan on doing the work. And then, you know, of course, with missing persons, cases, remote viewing, artifacts, crimes, all kinds of stuff. So it's just, you have to go on my webpage and that's www.jennyssight.net. Excellent, excellent. James. Yeah, you can go learn more about what I do by visiting uh, supersoldertalk.com and that will take you over to Rumble where you can find my latest videos and interviews that I've done um, and also all the ones that were censored over the last three or four years. I had to do a purge, unfortunately. They even went back and deleted a Hollow Earth interview I did with Brooks Agnew three years ago wow. <laughs> and tried to hit me with another strike. You can get a copy of my book, thoughts on my SSP experiences at uh, neologicaltech.com. The link is also on supersoldertalk.com. Just go there, check that out. And, and if you have like, experiences in the SSP and go check out the My Lab Recovery Network section of the website where I have recommendations of some people that can help you, including Eliana and uh, Jenny. So uh, check that out as well. Thank you, everyone. All right. Yeah. And thanks so much, guys. It's not going to live here on YouTube, unfortunately. It'll be on Rumble, Michael J5326. And also Telegram and uh, some of my Facebook and so forth. Yeah, it's been a, a pleasure, guys. Always love having you guys come on and talk. You guys really share a really amazing information. Everyone always loves this show. I know each one of you will probably have it on your channels as well. So looking forward to seeing you guys in the future. Thanks for coming on and lots of love out there to everyone that joined us. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.